0: Welcome to East Texas News Roundup for the week ending May the 24th, 2019. East Texas News Roundup is a weekly review of the news in five Southeast Texas counties covered by Polk County Publishing Company newspapers, including Tyler, Polk, Trinity, San Jacinto, and Houston County by the editors of those five newspapers. Polk County Publishing Company Manager Kelly Barnes kicks off this week's podcast.
1: Good morning and thank you for listening to our podcast. My name is Kelly Barnes and I'm coming to you from the Polk County Enterprise Office here on Calhoun Street in Livingston, Texas, and we're going to start this podcast announcing that the Alabama Cushata Tribe of Texas is mourning the loss of the passing of Chief Kalabi III. He was elevated to the principal chief's position on January 1st, 2014. And he was a longtime leader, a former teacher and a coach. And this is a sad week for the community. So we wanted to make that announcement. Moving on to some other things, looks like the city council is giving owners of two properties 30 days to clean up here in Livingston. So if you've got some property here in Livingston that is dangerous or needs some cleanup, you might want to look into that. ...before the city comes and knocks on your door. Big Sandy is in the regional semifinals in baseball, and congratulations to them on getting this far. They were the state champs, which means there's people knocking on their door, I'm sure, wanting to win that title from them. So I know Coach Hooker a little bit, and I don't believe that he thinks he and his team has this in the bag. I'm sure they're working hard one game at a time. So we support you, Big Sandy baseball and congratulations for making it to the regional semifinals. SPCA had an adoption event and we did announce it on our podcast last week and there's a report in the enterprise this week that it was a successful event. So thank all of you who chose to come out and support the SPCA of Livingston. I drive here every day and I drive down a few country roads And from time to time, I see specifically dogs. And it looks as if they've been dumped sometimes. And I always have the hope that they just belong to one of the homes there. But people do get either cruel or desperate. And sometimes it's not always cruelty. It's desperation. But it's never, never a good idea. But whenever a community does not have something like the SPCA, a place where you can take an animal that is no longer able to be taken care of, and those people will treat the animal humanely and help find a home. It's a big deal, and Polk County is very, very lucky to have an active and successful SPCA so thank you to all of those who participate in that and when you're looking for a pet please go there first well it's time again for the livingston sea Lions swim team to start ramping up their practices and their meets and there's a picture from albert trevino so thank you albert for the picture of the swim team let's see owen as usual is having a good sale trisettes any comfort any size 50 percent off that's pretty good Georgia Pacific has awarded scholarships, and it looks like Madison Knight, a senior at Corrigan Camden High School, has been selected for their Georgia Pacific Employees Children's Scholarship. She's the daughter of Lester and Sandy Knight, so congratulations to Madison. We have an anniversary that was featured in the May 23rd issue. That's this week. Of the Enterprise. It's a 65th anniversary, and it's Leon and Frilly Measures of Livingston are celebrating their 65th wedding anniversary coming up Wednesday, May 29th. And they're taking a vacation trip. So they were married in 1954 in Midland, and they've lived in Livingston over 40 years. They have two children, six grandchildren, and nine great grandchildren. Congratulations to them, and thank you, family, for submitting that to the Polk County Enterprise. And we encourage all milestones to be submitted because we want to know about your births, about your graduations, about your successes and promotions, and definitely milestone anniversaries. So please keep us in mind when you're celebrating. Pedago is also, they're actually having a Memorial Day event, and you can save up to $700 on select mattress sets, and that's at Pedigo Furniture. Slitterbond tickets. You know, Slitterbond has several parks, and the Polk County Enterprise will be doing a drawing. We will start that this Friday. You can come into the Polk County Enterprise office. We're at 100 Calhoun Street, and you can come in and enter your name into a drawing. And we're going to give two family four-packs. One family four-pack drawing will be given for four Galveston tickets, and then we'll do a family four-pack with four New Braunvilles tickets. So be sure and come by starting Friday. We open at 8 o'clock in the morning, and you can start registering for trying to win Sledderbond tickets And we will accept your registration into that drawing through the end of May. And on June 1st, we will do the drawing. So I just made that decision. The powwow is May 31st and June 1st, and the public is invited. This is at Alabama Cushota, Tribe of Texas. So don't miss that. Leggett hosted their award banquet. And we have a student, Tristan Batchelor, who's trying out for an internship here at the Polk County Enterprise. And he has written a story about the Leggett Annual High School Blue and Gold Awards Banquet, and it is featured in the paper on Thursday. So congratulations, a good job to Tristan Batchelor, and congratulations to all those who won awards at the Leggett Awards Banquet. The Livingston Lions have a new group of top performers for their off-season workouts. These are athletes that run through a series of physical tests to determine a top 10 and SuperCat, which is a top performer. And here's who's making the list, and I hope I can get the names right. Justin Legg, Dustin Heflin, Ravis Wallace, Keon Perkins, Gavin Kelly, Zach Craig, Craig Martin, Cody Dupas, who was the Super Cat, LaDanian Walker, Tyler Lindley, and Joe Lewis. So congratulations to all of you who are off-season workout guys. And there was a Livingston Spring Athletic Banquet, and we have pictured all the ones who received awards. So be looking for that. And First National Bank is giving gift cards. They're not giving them away, but you can go there and get a gift card for a graduate. And by the way, the graduation sections for uh, Polk County High Schools will be in the May 30th edition of the newspaper. So be sure and get that. And if you would like to have a special ad for you, you're graduating senior, you need to call the Polk County Enterprise and speak to one of our sales representatives and they can fix you up with an ad. But every student will have their picture and we'll be announcing there also the valedictorians and salutatorians and possibly the historians. They do that sometimes, the third person, which is a very big event. And I have seen many, many times over that the historian and the valedictorian and the salutatorian, they're like point something something apart. They're all very, very high scores in their high school career. And so it's nice to be able to honor at least three of them. Well, speaking of the SPCA, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this week they have featured Lily, looks like a really cute little dog, and Ditto, who's a sweet kitten. So Lily and Ditto need to be adopted, and you can go by the SPCA and tell them you heard it here, and either one of them are, are, are ready for adoption. And I was coming in this morning and to work, and I noticed a billboard that looked exactly like an ad that we have in our paper, and it's brought to you by DETCOG. And the information on it is so valuable. I want to make sure that people are paying attention that now in the DETCOG region, which is a 12 to 14 county region here in East Texas, you can text 911 in the event of an emergency. If you can't call, if you can't hear, if you can't speak, but you can get to your phone, you can text 911 and they will help you. And so I'm going to guess, as a matter of fact, let me look on here so that I'm not guessing. You have to give your exact location, which I think if you have your locator on, they're going to be able to find you. But that's another good way to get help if you need it. Now, I don't want to ignore Sunday's paper because this is Wednesday morning when I'm doing this podcast. And we just talked about all the news that's coming out tomorrow. And you need to get your copy of the Polk County Enterprise but Sunday's paper had a full section on our hometown star, Lacey K. Booth. And for those of you who follow American Idol, you know that she made it in the top five, and she's from Livingston. So there's some stories in there and information about her family and some of her future plans. And there's a lot of local businesses who congratulated Lacey on um, shining a good positive light on Livingston all over the United States of America. And I thought it was interesting, too, that we're in the top five and actually the winner that ultimately... One American Idol. Both of them, their hometown name was Livingston. One was Livingston, Louisiana, and then, of course, Lacey's was Livingston, Texas. So that was interesting and it brought even more attention. Okay, sales tax income in Polk County climbs by 6.9%, and you can read about that in Sunday's paper. And on Alaska City Council, swore in their city council members. There is a Buffalo Soldier exhibit at Lake Livingston State Park hosted there. That's the one we talked about last week. It was about the lives of African-American cavalry and infantry soldiers who served on the western frontier following the Civil War. The name Buffalo Soldier was given to the troopers by the Native Americans they encountered. The display was set up Friday, this past Friday, to allow school groups to visit and it was open to the general public on Saturday. There was a reenactor, his name is Alan Mack, an interpreter with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department Buffalo Soldier Project in Austin, and they interacted with park ranger Joel Janison at one of the displays. So keep an eye on the paper. And don't forget about Lake Livingston State Park. They have things going on out there all the time. And they're about to get into their busy season because it's a great place to camp and to boat and to fish. Okay, there's Albert again. It's good to see Albert getting in the paper a little bit. He took a picture of some berry picking. And David McKeska, owner of CNM Farm, inspects his fruit crop as the blueberries begin to turn pink. The crop is expected to be ready in time for the farm's opening to the public on Memorial Day weekend, so that's this weekend coming up. Farmers throughout Polk County have gathered their early crops and will be selling their fruits and vegetables on their property or at the local farmer's market, which... Livingston Main Street is hosting that on Saturdays. Remember, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. at Anniversary Park at Church and Tyler Street. So fresh produce is available. You don't have a garden, you can go get fresh garden vegetables every Saturday morning. There was a bus driver recognized for Corrigan Camden ISD. Her name is Yolanda Beals, and she's pictured in the paper, and they recognized her for her quick thinking and actions that possibly saved the lives of two students during an April 29 accident involving a school bus and an 18-wheeler. I actually saw that on my way to work one morning, and we did feature that in the Enterprise. That was definitely something that could have been much more tragic, and it's good to know we have good bus drivers that can be sharp and pay attention because it's dangerous out there. There was a ribbon cutting, and it looks like first-class moving services in Livingston are now a new member of the Livingston-Polk County Chamber of Commerce, and they're pictured in the paper, so congratulations to that new business, and Polk County Enterprise is proud to partner with the Chamber of Commerce and local businesses. If you have a ribbon cutting, we will put your picture in the paper. It's not a cost for that. And we'll put some information under the picture to let people know that you're in business and ready to go. And we'd also like to help you with your advertising because you've got to keep letting the public know that you're there and what you have to offer. And I don't have to tell you that too many times. All you have to do is look at the paper and see the big successful businesses in Polk County who have advertising in the paper on a regular basis. They don't do that because they think we're special. They do that because they get results. So I recommend every business to pick a size, be in the paper every issue, pay your bill monthly. And as your business grows, you can grow your advertising. And we have seen it happen over and over and over again for many, many, many years. Onalaska Mayor Chip presented a 22-year service award to outgoing Councilwoman Patsy Goins during last week's Onalaska meeting. That's pictured in the Sunday, May 19th issue of the paper. And Barbara White, looking back 25 years, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you don't buy the paper for any reason but to read Barbara's stories, it would be worth it. Her stories are definitely worth the $50 or 75 cents that you would pay to get a newspaper on the newsstands. And I threw that in there because June 1st, our newsstand prices change here in Polk County to 75 cents. But I did do the math yesterday. And if you subscribe for $30 a year, you're still only paying 26 to 28 cents per issue. So there's your bargain if you want to wait for your paper to come in the mail, if you want the convenience, getting it hot off the press you'll want to pick one up. But on that note, you can subscribe for $40 a year, $10 more, and you can get an e-edition of your newspaper sent to you every Wednesday morning and Saturday morning before anyone else gets it, and you can read all the news. And then wait for your paper to get in the mail, and that way you can enjoy both. That's how I like to read the paper. Well, I could go on and on about what's in the papers, but I encourage you all to read the papers. I hope you've enjoyed these headlines and thank you again for listening.
2: In Trinity County, a man is dead after his car drove off of FM 3188 and in into Creek his truck was submerged for nearly 30 minutes before members of the Trinity County Sheriff's Department, Trinity Volunteer Fire Department, and Trinity County Game Wardens could arrive on the scene to get the man, his wife, and family dog out of the truck. While the first responders were successful in getting the trio out of their truck, the man had been pronounced dead at the scene. However, his wife and the dog survived, and his wife is currently recovering at an area hospital. Speaking of the Trinity County Sheriff's Department, they were busy last Wednesday as they made a trio of arrests for people who were selling drugs. They arrested Samuel Brumlow and Taylor Lawson at a residence in the Big Hog subdivision just near the Trinity-Polk County line off of FM 356. Hours later, Joseph Huckabee was brought to justice at an RV park off of State Highway 19 just south of Trinity near the Trinity-Walker County line. A trio of Trinity County athletes spoke on their experiences at the state track and field meet. Junior Justin Stanley was the silver medalist in the Class 3A boys' 110-meter hurdles, while Apple Springs juniors Cody Baird and Ethan Hollis finished third and fourth respectively in the Class A boys' high jump. Trinity ISD also hosted its first parents' night out and discussed that matter at the previous school board meeting on May 20th. Also, a trio of Trinity ISD trustees, Kevin Circe, Maggie Trevino, and Monty Huffman, swore in to their new three-year terms after they were re-elected earlier this month. Apple Springs ISD discussed the star test. They received a grant, and they are going to purchase a new bus, and they may possibly purchase a second bus before the start of the 2019-2020 school year. And Centerville ISD will have a new special ed teacher. Previous teacher Sheila Smith announced her retirement and she will be replaced by Bridget Thompson, who comes to Centerville ISD from Piney Woods Academy in Lufkin. And last but not least, Trinity softball player Mallory Stout signed a national letter of intent to continue her career at Centenary College in Shreveport.
0: Howdy, everybody out there. Hope everybody's doing great this week so far. My name is Chris Edwards, and I am here to bring you some news from down Tyler County Way, courtesy of this week's edition of the Tyler County Booster. So to start things off, this week, our county judge, Jacques Blanchet, issued a disaster declaration on Monday. Now, this followed a possible tornado event from a Sunday night. The declaration states that due to the threat of damage, injury, or loss of life, or property resulting from conditions created by a potential tornado over an excessive period of time that the declaration was necessary. And if you've been following this, we've been the, I want to say the beneficiaries, recipients of some really horrible weather here lately. And and hopefully it's about died down. But throughout most of Texas, some of Louisiana and Oklahoma, we've been hit by tornadoes. And the National Weather Service confirmed that there were eight tornadoes that swept across the southeast Texas area as well as the southwestern Louisiana region early Sunday morning. And there was reports of a tornado going across near Sperger and heading toward Jasper County. Stay tuned of this. Uh, we don't have any reports yet of any damages or anything, but this disaster declaration, it was, uh, it was declared on Monday by Judge Blanchett and signed by him. The declaration is good for a period of seven days from its issuance or unless it's renewed by the commissioner's court. And it also puts into action the county emergency management plan. So we will keep you posted on any developments with that and any future developments of of inclement weather events. uh, Knock on wood that we're out of the woods with that. So another story this week, something that we wanted to bring to the public's awareness is that the Veterans Service Office here in Tyler County, that's what's headquartered in Woodville out of the uh, Nutrition Center building in Woodville, they're needing some volunteers to drive the van that shuttles veterans back and forth from a departure point here in Woodville to the VA hospital there in Houston. Um, They're short on volunteers, and this van service is a necessary service here to our veteran population um, Ellen Craig, who is the veteran service officer for the county, told me that straight up there are a lot of men and women who served who could not get any kind of health care if it weren't for this uh, the VA and the shuttle service that they provide. So if you have the time to do this and please see about volunteering for the service, basically the process to apply to be a volunteer is pretty simple. You don't have to have a special license of any sort. But you've got to complete an application and do a physical, which the VA provides at no cost to you. And basically, once you're approved, you can decide you know when you can drive based on your own schedule as well as the needs. And usually the trips that depart from Woodville, the van holds five passengers, rather, and it, the trips leave no later than 5.30 in the morning. So if you're interested in this, the way you can go about volunteering or apply to volunteer is you can either stop by the Veterans Service Office, which is located inside the Nutrition Center building there, which is located at 201 Veterans Way, Suite 200 here in Woodville, or you can call the office number, which is 409-283-3751. Very much a worthwhile work that's going on, and it's all volunteer basis, but very rewarding and very necessary, too. So if you can, think about it. There's a lot of other things in this week's edition of the Tyler County Booster, so be sure to pick up a copy of it if you happen to be in or around the area, bringing you all the local news as well as some state news and also some sports happenings from the different schools in the county. Of course, all of the schools are about to get out of session, and the seasons for baseball, softball, track, and all that are have all concluded for all five of our schools, but we will be bringing you some news about any kind of summer league activities. Like this week, one of our writers wrote about some girls who are playing summer league basketball, Lady Warriors in Warren. But also features about new coaches that come on board the schools, or you know, training camp activities or whatever. Um, we will continue to keep you abreast of the high school sports in the county so be sure to to pick up a booster and, and check out all of those things if you're a high school sports fan speaking of high schools and graduations and whatnot yes graduation season is upon us all of the class of 2019 all these kids are about to well i say kids but young men and young women are are about to walk across their respective stages and grab that diploma and go out in the world and do some awesome stuff. And it starts this, well, this week, actually. Sperger is going to graduate their class on Friday. And then on Saturday, Coleman is going to graduate their class. And then next week, we have Chester and Warren and Woodville are going to All graduate their respective classes on Friday. So yeah, keeping in line with the tradition of honoring our graduates across the county, we put out this week our special section to commend them and to include all their pictures. And also, if you you pick it up, there's some useful tips if you happen to be one of the young men or young women graduating. Some tips to how to go about trying to find a job several things about college life, and also a piece about how to make graduation day a little less stressful than it could be. And also there's a piece I wrote in there, just kind of some words of wisdom for, for graduates. And I'm a big fan of Guy Clark, who, who passed away a few years ago. I think Guy Clark is one of our greatest writers ever, and so much more than just a country singer-songwriter, and just Guy Clark was a great poet. But he had this song called The Cape, the song, it's about this character who looks at three different stages of his life and, and talks about when he's a little kid, he's climbing up on the roof with a cape made out of a flower sack, thinking he's a superhero, thinking he could fly. And then down the road, he's an adult, and people still think he's silly for having whatever kind of dreams they might think of as foolish. And then later on in life, he's still clinging to some dreams that he wants to, to do and, and things that he wants to try. And It uses the cape as, as an analogy for optimism and for giving it that old college try, I guess. You might say. And I've I've always loved that song, but I was using that as a basis for to try to give some words of advice for young men and young women who are graduating. And always trust your cape, as Guy Clark said in the song. You know, you think about it, think about comic book superheroes, whether you're thinking about Superman or Batman, that the cape is a big part of their costumes and it's kind of like a big part of, you know, making them seemingly invincible. And you know, a lot of us we dress up, we as superheroes when we're growing up like the character in the song so the the cape is an analogy you know your dreams for for not losing sight of your dreams i guess but if i can give some words ultimately to the graduates to the class of 2019 i would say this don't be afraid of failure it's going to cross your path that's inevitable you know it'd be really nice if we could all stay camped up on the peaks but you're going to see some valleys in your life and think of them as not being uh, completely just destructive, but think of them as learning experiences. Build and grow from them. You know, we live in a culture that soaps us with winning all the time, that nobody really wants to talk about failure, but it's going to happen. And don't be afraid of it. And whenever you do fall on your face in something, it doesn't mean it's the end of the road. Just keep on trucking. You know, you remember the old Robert Crumb cartoon of the old hippie with his shoe up, with his giant size 18 shoe or whatever, you know, almost sticking straight up and keep on trucking. So... Yeah, just keep on trucking and don't lose sight of your dreams, whatever they are. And and don't let anybody make you feel or tell you that your dream are silly or less important than say we place a lot of value on certain jobs or certain positions and culture. But, you know, if you have something that's a little different than then whatever might be the, the most acceptable thing, don't let anybody make you feel that you're less valuable of a person. It takes all kinds of people to make a world. Now, that's kind of a cliched maxim at this point, but it's so true. You know, there's seven, seven 7.5 billion people in the world, and that's a lot of folks. So, you know, if everybody just did one thing or were exactly uh, alike, then uh, it wouldn't wouldn't be you know, much of an interesting kind of world, would it? <laughs> And the second point of advice I want to give is uh, is this. When you're getting out into the world and away from home, whether you're you know going into college or going to the military or going straight into the workforce, don't be afraid to ask questions. You would be surprised at what you can get just by asking somebody. And there's no such thing as a stupid question. Just the only stupid question, I guess, is those that just kind of linger in your cranium and see the light of day. So... Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask the uncomfortable questions if, if that's the nature of them. So anyway, congratulations to all the graduates of the class of 2019. You've come a long way, so go out and seize the world by its collar and rock on, rock the Casbah, I guess. <laughs> so anyhow, again, if you happen to be in, in or around Tyler County this week, be sure to pick up the Tyler County booster for our... Uh, The regular news in the A section, as well as that section I was just talking about with the graduates and everything. Uh, And as always, have a safe rest of the week and enjoy the sunshine and be good to yourselves and one another. And thank you so much for listening to this. Check y'all later.
3: Well, hello, everyone. This is Jacob McAdams, the editor of the San Jacinto News Times. And I'm bringing you all of the news from May 12th to our current day, which is the 22nd of May. And first thing I will talk about is we had our city council meeting last week uh, on May 13th when it is for Shepard. The meeting was pretty interesting. It was short, but we got to see some recognition for Shepherd High School's JROTC. They presented the flags recently at a Houston Astros game, and Mayor Charles Minton said he got to see them do that. And so he wanted to honor them for their, and the city council as well, they wanted to honor them for their service. And they also honored a seventh grader by the name of Sladen Boat. From Shepard Junior High, Slayden created a painting called Riding for the Strong and Brave, and it's actually a copy of it is on display in Mayor Minton's office, and he won a gold medal for it at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. So we got to see some recognition for our local school district there. Probably the most interesting item in the meeting regarded House Resolution, known as 759. That resolution is regarding, simply put, long story short, it's tied to an issue with the alabama Caddo tribe of Texas. On the reservation grounds is the, the casino known as Noscala Gaming, and Noscala Gaming does electronic bingo, and there's apparently been an issue with this with the state of Texas, even though it's on the reservation grounds, and so uh, HR 759 is supposed to address that. And some points were made about the fact that, of course, you know, when it, when it comes comes to casinos, I mean, it's a gambling thing. And there's always going to be individuals who are not quite on board with it. But of course, there's still the fact that they do bring in a lot of revenue. They're actually in the Deep East Texas Council of Governments region. Nascala Gaming is the third largest employer, and they put in, I believe it was, $1.4 million into the region annually. So, I mean, they're a really massive group. They have hundreds of employees, including non-tribal employees. Supposedly about 10 of them, I believe it was established, are actually from San Jacinto County. That was talked about when this resolution was brought before the San Jacinto County Commissioner's Court here not too long ago. Now, court as well as COG uh, actually approved sub- showing support for this resolution, and city alderman for Shepherd Yvonne Reba, had talked about the economic benefits of what Nascola Gaming does, and you know, made a point that even though, granted, Nascola Gaming is on the reservation, which is about 15 miles out of Livingston up in Polk County, it still draws people to this region. People, you know, start to branch out, and they do take in a local culture, but she made a motion to support. Support it, but none of the other council members made a second, and so the motion died for lack like of second, and none of them expressed their reasons for why they did not want to second the motion. So that's just pretty much how that item went down. We also had TechSoc host a meeting on I believe it was Thursday. They were over at the Shepherd High School, and they were talking about a recent project regarding Highway 59. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's Highway 59, but there's also Interstate 69. And and where Highway 59 runs from Shepherd to Cleveland, it's actually not up to interstate standards. And so the project that, or excuse me, actually wasn't Thursday, it was Tuesday. I apologize for that. Uh, last Tuesday, May 14th, they had this open house in public forum. And they're wanting to bring this portion of the highway. It's about six and a half miles, just a little above that, runs from FM 2914 here in Shepherd down to just north of Cleveland. They're wanting to bring that to interstate standards. And what that'll do is it'll It'll have some overpasses, a couple of them. One of them is expected to be put at Red Road, but they're also going to be installing frontage roads, which will provide easier access into the highway. that way uh, some homes and businesses, you know, people that, that are on, on the side of the highway, they don't, they won't actually have to get directly onto the highway. They'll actually be able to get on the frontage road and then be able to ease into the, the highway itself. So now there's still going to be some time before they do the project. They're not expected to start construction until 2023, but. They're there are talking to the local residents getting feedback and just trying to see what all they can do to make the project as best as they can make. If you're a local resident that's living along the project's path, you should check to make sure that you're not in its way. They may possibly be doing land acquisition. So you may want to check and get the details on that. I don't I know them all off the top of my head, but you can visit their website and you know, text.gov I think it is and get some information there. Call your local offices to get more information the way you can find out how that might affect you. But we also had on Thursday, uh, May 16th, we did have another event, and that was the Day of Service, which was done by the Shepherd Middle School 7th grade students. And what that did is the 7th graders actually went out into the Shepherd community, and they did volunteer work all around the community. They went to different places. Some of them went to City Hall. Some of them went to the Shepherd Public Library. Some of them went to the Community Center. Some of them went to intermediate and primary campuses. Some went to McLean's. We had some go to Nixon Adult Daycare. And some of them went to the Woodland Park Nursing Home. And basically what they did was some tasks, some chores for there. Like the ones at the community center were cleaning some of the windows, and I came by there. I had some kids cleaning the gazebo park outside of the library, you know, and cleaning out the shed in the back. There's a shed that's behind the, the library that has some of their stuff in it. They were helping organize that, basically. You know, and just helping out. And it provided a way for kids to be able to, you know, just kind of build some character start learning to become better citizens you know around the county you know just show how much you care for your local community and last major thing we had happen last week was we had the hug a tree kiss a fish event now if you're not familiar with this event it's hosted by the community and children's impact center in shepherd which is the organization that is run by its executive director which is brenda myers and the organization hosts this annual event it's a three-day camping and fishing trip for kids and if you've never had the opportunity to go i highly recommend it because it's it's just fantastic and So they actually, their first day was on Friday, May 17th, and then they continued on May 18th, and then everything was packed up and gone on May 19th. So the way Tree, Kiss-a-Fish works is it, it provides underprivileged kids with the opportunity to go on a camping and fishing trip when they may not have otherwise had this opportunity due to financial concerns. And Brenda Myers will tell you the story is that she heard a boy asking his dad if they could go fishing. And the dad said they just didn't have the money for it. They couldn't afford it. And so she decided she wanted to help out with that. And when she first did this 10 years ago, uh, keep in mind, this is the 10th year that they have done the Hug-A-Tree, Kiss-A-Fish event. When she first did this 10 years ago, I think she said they had somewhere north of 70 people attend. They estimate that there were thousands since then. It's just grown exponentially. And when I say thousands, I mean close to about 2,000. I I think their biggest year was actually last year. This year I don't think was quite as big due to the presence of the weather. But thankfully the weather didn't hurt them that much. But Brenda and the Impact Center would have to give the final count on that. They have not given it to me quite yet. Still, I mean, they've had over 2,000 people show up. And that includes parents too. But it still shows a lot for how big this event can get. It's just a massive event, and they get tons of people there. And the thing is, they also draw in vendors who show off different things. There's one called Crossbone Corns. They were showing off different reptiles. They actually had you know, turtles and snakes and any dangerous ones they kept locked away in plastic containers so you, you didn't have to worry about kids getting hurt by them. Different lizards and just you, you name it. But they also bring in some celebrities to the event. Some of their recurring ones are uh, Reggie Airman Dixon, who is the former member of the Harlem Globetrotters. And they've also had Termite Watkins, who is a champion boxer. They've had Reggie Johnson, who's another famous boxer. Uh, This year they had Evan Holyfield, who's the son of boxing champion Evander Holyfield. They've also had a group called the Aztec Dancers. They're Native American Troop of dancers that do performances, and last year they introduced uh, Steve McGranahan, who came back this year, and if you don't know him by that name, you probably know him by his stage name, which is he is the world's strongest redneck, and I had first heard of him, I believe it was on a show that Bill Ingvall was hosting a while back, I forget what the show was called, but they would have these segments with Steve McGranahan, and he would do some really crazy feats of strength i I mean stuff that you would not think a person could do necessarily and he's just amazing to watch i got to see him this year take a frying pan fold it and roll it up like it was nothing the man is very very strong and he's very friendly if you ever get a chance to meet stephen granahan you know just take the time to say hi the man is as friendly as as can be and whatnot so it's good to see him again this year as well uh, and there are plenty more celebrities that they bring. Uh, I, I couldn't name them all because there's, there's, a, there's a huge chunk of them. or There's just a huge group of them out there. But it's such a good event. But anyway, that wraps it up for what's been happening over here at San Jacinto County. And I will talk to you all again next week.